also have been anchored in the Lord. Amen. Amen. And amen. 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 Briefly, if you will stand one more time, just one more time, if you, if you will. Amen. Tell your neighbor, you are blessed in the Lord. You are blessed. Right? Come on. Help, help your neighbor and say, look here. I need you to understand something. Come on. You, I know you've been going through the week and all of that, but I want you to understand, sis, you are blessed. You are anointed of God. God has his hand and he has his favor upon you. You, you need to know and understand. My brother, you need to understand that God has a special purpose in your life. That God is going to do something, not only going to, but he's been doing. He's actively in progress right now that God has been opening up doors, opening up avenues. God has been showering down blessings in the name of Jesus. Those of you who have your Bibles, if you will, go with me to the book of John. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. Acts of the Apostles, Romans. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. Acts of the Apostles, Romans. Go with me to John. Go with me to John. Hallelujah. New Testament book. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. Acts of the Apostles, Romans, 1 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. All right, all right. As we gather our Bibles, amen. Now turn with me to the sixth chapter, the sixth chapter. Amen, amen. If you pray with me, we won't be long this morning. This, God's got a word, God's got a word, got a word. The sixth chapter. Familiar passage, but tell somebody, look again. Reading from the New King James translation, the sixth chapter of the book of St. John. After these things, Jesus went over to the Sea of Galilee, which is the Sea of Tiberias. Then a great multitude followed him because they saw his signs, which he had performed on those who were diseased. And Jesus went up on the mountain, and there he sat with his disciples. Now, the Passover, a feast of the Jews, was near. Then Jesus lifted up his eyes and seeing the great multitude coming toward him, he said to Philip, Where shall we buy bread that these may eat? But this he said to test him for himself. He knew, for he, he knew himself what he would do. Philip answered and said, 200 denarii worth of bread is not sufficient for them, for, for every uh, one of them to have a little. One of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, said to him, there is a lad, a young boy, there's a boy among us who here has five barley loaves and two small fish. But what are they among so many? Then Jesus said, make the people sit down. Then there was, there was, now there was much grass in the area. And, and as I'm, I'm reading, I'm translating back and forth between the Message Bible and, and the New King James. And it said it was carpeted like grass uh, all over the place. 
So the men sat down in number about 5,000 and Jesus took loaves and when he had given thanks, he distributed them to the disciples and the disciples uh, to those sitting down. And likewise, the fish, as much as they wanted, as much as they wanted. So when they were filled, he said to his disciples, gather up the fragments that remain so that nothing is lost. Gather up the fragments so that nothing is lost. Therefore they gathered them up and filled 12 baskets filled with the fragments of the barley loaves which were left over who had, uh, which those who had eaten. Then those men who had seen the sign that's, <clears throat> that Jesus had did. This is truly a prophet. Oh my God. Who is coming to the world. Therefore, when Jesus perceived that they were about to take him. In fact, the message Bible says, grab him. Take him by force. And to make him king he departed again and went into the mountain to be by himself alone amen amen you may be seated in the name of Jesus if I were to put a tag on this if you will understand your purpose understand your purpose understanding your purpose be clear about the voice that you hear be clear about the voice that you hear be confident in what your heart is saying and be courageous to live the life that God has called you to live be clear, be confident, and be courageous. Yes, sir. Be clear, be confident, and be courageous. And if you take all of that together and understand something, you need, you'll come to the understanding of your purpose. You have a divine calling. You have a divine purpose in which God has set in order for you, which no man can change or alter. What God has for you is for you. Don't get worried if it's not right now. You are not denied, just merely delayed. You need to understand that, that God has ordered some things. And when you understand that and begin to embrace it, God starts to set in motion all of your heart's desire. But I want you to be careful and I want you to take note for a moment that, that sometimes when you are confused about your purpose, when you are confused about the, your, your destination, when you are confused about your destiny, or when you are confused about the order of things in your life, there will be people that will come into your life to gather around you, to draw upon you, or to use you because you are confused about what you are supposed to do 
but they recognize something that's inside of you that they can use for their purposes. So you've got to be careful about being out there and trying not to understand what God is calling you to do. And I, I need to back up maybe a minute, preacher, to let people understand why they are confused about your purpose. You, uh, you don't want to be confused. You're not designed to be confused. But sometimes when things come so easy to you, you are walking in your giftedness and not realizing that you are already working the purpose that God has called you into. Sometimes, sometimes the very things that you have inside of you that you think that seems to you so natural is divinely ordered and it is a gift unto you. Nobody can do what you can do. Nobody can be like you can be. Nobody can walk like you can walk. Nobody has the mind or the fortitude to be able to stand tests and trials and storms like you can stand because you have a divine purpose that was uniquely orchestrated just for your life. But to you, it seems so natural. And therefore, sometimes we grope with and struggle with and asking God, what's my real purpose? Sometimes we struggle with an idea thinking that, that, that if I get recognition of what I'm doing, then that will define my purpose. Oh my God. Sometimes you have to understand that it's not about recognition. It's not about folk patting you on the back. It's, it's not about people calling your name. It's not about anybody bestowing upon you titles it's not about anybody bowing down to you but what you really need to understand is when you're walking in divine order it's a walk such that nobody else can really understand nor fathom nor comprehend within their minds it's so easy for you you ought to be happy about the fact that some things come easy. When it comes that easy, then you ought to understand that it's a gift. Oh, someone, when somebody acknowledges something in and around and about you, you ought to tell them it's a gift. It's a gift. It's not anything that I can conjure up myself. And there's some things that I struggle with, but getting still when it comes out perfect, when I, I know that I'm an imperfect vessel, it's a gift. And so we have to be clear. The voice that you hear inside of you encouraging you to go on to encourage you to keep on pressing the voice that you hear inside of you you need not be confused with the voices that are on the outside that that's trying to define who you are there are folk who will look at you and try to tell you what you can't do there are folk that are that will look at you and tell you that you have limitations but I come to find out that there's no limitations with God because I serve a God with infinite possibilities. I, 
I serve a God that knows how to rearrange my life. I, I serve a God that knows how to move mountains in my life. I serve a God that gives me strength when I'm down. Yeah, I serve a God that picks me up when I'm falling. I, I serve a God that keeps me in my right mind when I lose my way. He helps me to find my way back to the path of righteousness and holiness. That's the kind of God that I serve. You've got to be clear about the voice that you're listening to. Be clear. And then be confident in your heart. Be confident knowing that some, how many times that you just know something. Just have a feeling on the inside that you, you have an inkling. Some people say, I have a premonition. There's something on the inside telling me to fight on, soldier. There's something on the inside saying there will be a brighter day. There's something on the inside that says, I have not left you nor forsaken you. There's something on the inside still pressing its way, coming up out of you saying, yes, even though it looks bad now, but trouble don't last always. It don't last always. Be courageous. Be courageous enough. Begin. Sometimes we've got to be courageous enough to step outside of ourselves. Oh, I'm talking about stepping out of the norm, stepping out of the things we know, the things we trusted in and trust God. We've got to step out of ourselves, out of our logic, out of our emotions. We've got to step out of those things and step into spirituality. Sometimes we got to trust God and just trust God alone without anything else. Be courageous enough. It takes courage yes. to look at something and say, I, 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 I perceive, I look at this and it seems impossible, but I'm going to try it anyhow. I'm going to trust God anyhow. It seems like I've been told that it will not work, that I will not be victorious, that I cannot win, but I think I'm going to fight anyhow. I, I, I remember David when he was hiding out from the Philistines down in the hole with his armor bearer. And he said, you know, I'm a king's kid. You know, God has been for us. And I know the Lord for myself. And I, 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 I believe there's, there's only two swords in the camp. Saul's got one, and I got the other one. But Saul ain't here now. And the army seems to be broken and defeated. But he looks over at his armor bearer and says, You know, it may be that God will be for us if we go up to these Philistines. It might be that even though it's impossible odds, it's only me and you, and I got the only sword. But 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 it might be that 
if we trust God that God will make a way out of no way it might be that after we get through climbing up this mountain oh somebody think I'm talking about mountains and hills and valleys it might be that the circumstance that you're dealing with feels like a mountain and you've got to crawl and climb your way up your financial mountain your marital mountain your children's mountain you got to climb your way up and all you got is one little sword Once you get up there, he trusted in God. And the Philistines looked down at him and said, well, come on up here. We'll show you a thing or two. David got out of the hole. And you know what? He began to climb. Listen, listen. Your victory won't always be easy. It's not just a walk. Sometimes you got to climb, then fight. Sometimes climbing, climbing denotes that you know what? I got to get up a little bit higher. I don't want to fight in the valley, but I've got to come up a little bit higher. And once I get a little bit higher, once I get to the top, it's gonna be all right because with every call and with every climb with every pull I get a little bit stronger with every time I push every time I grind every time I go for I just get a little bit stronger so by the time that I get to the top of this mountain I will be well equipped to deal with whatever situation that I've got to deal with by the time I get to the top of this mountain somebody gonna have to answer for every rock that I had to crawl over. Somebody gonna answer for every valley that I had to go through. Somebody is gonna answer. David knew his purpose. When I come back to this, this scripture, when I can get into this text, I find people of God many times we don't understand our purpose many times we get confused about it there's some things that happen in this text let me, let me help somebody just whisper to your neighbor neighbor this really ain't about fish and bread I told you we're gonna go a little bit deeper. No, 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 no. This is not about fish sandwiches. I know it's Lent. And so, when when you look at this, let's let's let's, let's look again. After these things, Jesus went over to the Sea of Galilee, which is the Sea of Tiberias. He says, then a great multitude followed him. When you anointed my sister, folk followed you. When they witnessed the power that you had, 
when they are witness the, the authority that you have to call out demons when they, oh, hallelujah. Let, me, let, let, me, let me look at that he says because they saw the signs in which he performed on those who were diseased in other words the sick when the sick started to become well in other words when you walk into a place and people start to change and people start to grow people are being healed because of the presence of God that's inside of you people will again to follow you everybody following you is not following you for the right purpose some of them just want to get what you got oh my god he says he says because they he performed those miracles and, and jesus went up on the mountain and sat with his disciples jesus saw them coming he says let me those who want to come up a little bit high come on up a little bit higher let, let me take my disciples first of all a little bit higher than the rest of the folk let's go up a little bit higher god was stretching out his disciples and saying listen here don't you see the multitude the multitude has problems the multitude has circumstances and situations the multitude's got issues the multitude's got sickness and they are following us because we got something that apparently that they want so disciples i need y'all to come up a little bit higher with me and sit on the mountain i didn't say just climb up the mountain but sit on the mountain i didn't say go around the mountain but sit on the mountain i didn't say just remove the mountain but sit on the mountain somebody's starting to understand that sometimes you got to sit on your mountain and you have dominion over that mountain sometimes you can't get around it sometimes you can't tunnel through it sometimes you just got to go up to the top of the mountain and say listen i have authority over this mountain He and his disciples sitting on the mountain. They knew it was near Passover. The feast was coming. And then Jesus lifted up his eyes and saw the multitude. He says to Philip, 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 where shall we buy bread that these may eat? He did this for Philip's sake. Philip, Philip. Philip, you've been with me. Philip, you've walked with me. You've seen the miracle. Yes, yes. Philip, maybe you got an understanding about what it is we really do. Maybe you are starting to define your purpose. But Philip resorted back into his own mind, resorted back into his logic and to his own understanding. And Philip he immediately counted up the money and said, we got 200 denarii. It's worth of bread. It's not sufficient enough for them that everyone would have a little. And then one of the other disciples chimed in. Andrew, Peter's brother, and says, he says, he said, here, here. He's looking around and said, well, you know, well, maybe we can, we can scrounge up something. But, but all that's here is this little boy. And he brought five loaves and two fish. 
Did anybody note anything strange here? Yeah, we, 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 we got some biblical numbers happening here, but, but there's something else a little bit stranger that happened. The boy, he the only one that's got food. Wait a minute. Let me tell you what's so strange about that. Here comes the multitude with nothing. Disciples have nothing. And so here's this little boy with five, what are you doing with five loaves? That's more than what he could eat, but for himself and two fish. And so it tells me that this little boy must have either been going to or coming from an assignment given by his parents to say, go pick up some bread and bring it back home and encountered Jesus while on the way back home. Or maybe, maybe he was delivering some bread to somebody because his parents had told him, listen, I need you to go deliver this. But in other words, he had a purpose. He had an assignment. He was on a mission. But how many people know that sometimes when you're on your assignment, when you're performing your mission, that sometimes you'll get diverted into a whole nother mission when you encounter God because God has something great that he wants to do with the little bit that you have. You can't do it by yourself. But when you add God to it, you can do great things with God. This 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 lad, this boy, understood he 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 had a purpose, and somehow his purpose got rearranged because now he's in the midst of the crowd. And Jesus and Andrew has pointed him out outed him in front of everybody hey he got some that's how folk will do you you have a little something going on everybody tell him about what you got and so as Andrew put him on front street, put him out there and exposed him. I'm talking to somebody in here. You've been exposed because of your anointing, because of the grace that God gives you, because of your favor. Just help your neighbor understand. And to be clear, favor ain't fair. I start last, but I finish first. I may be on the bottom, but I'm coming on up to the top. I am the head and not the tail. Favor ain't fair. I'm not supposed to be here, but yet here I am. I, I should have been dead, sleeping in my grave, but here I am, yet still alive. I'm not done yet because I have not yet reached the pinnacle point of my life where God is continuing to bless me. Don't hate. Don't be mad. Favor 
ain't fair. Don't be mad at my gift because my gift seems to come to me so easy. And I just ask God to forgive me for not acknowledging what my gift is and how it came to me. Oh. He says, the lad with his fish and with his bread. Jesus said, he says, he said, well, look here. Make the people sit down. To make them all sit down. Make them sit down on the grass. There was much grass. And there was, let them get comfortable. Make everybody sit down. And, and, and the number that were counted of men, the men were 5,000. That did not include the women and children in the count. But they ate as well. Watch what happens here. Watch what's happening here. He says, look, he says, look. He took the loaves and he gave thanks and he distributed to, to the disciples and the disciples to those who were sitting down. And he did the same with the fish. How many disciples were there? I, how many? Twelve. Thank, thank you. So Jesus takes the 12 disciples and the fish, blessed, and the bread, blessed, and tell the disciples, go pass it out. 12 disciples passing out to 5,000 men plus women and children. Ain't that messed up? I, I, I wonder if anybody's starting to feel what's about to happen here. You see, Jesus told the disciples, go, go pass this out. How long do you think it would take for 12 to pass out to over 5,000? The 12. It's, it's somebody said it's gonna take a while, isn't it? <laughs> My brother, what do you think the conversation would have been with the disciples? <laughs> when we going? You know, I, I hope they're gonna be some. You know how we do. Come on, let us have a fellowship down in, down in the fellowship hall right now. And, and, and let the servers just keep on serving. And, 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 the line, and people just keep coming in off the parking lot, coming down. Well, well, folk walking around talking about fix me a plate. And, and the, the, but but he, here's what it is, Deacon. He, 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 the, the, the disciples, I'm sure you said, Peter, well, you got, how much you got left? Yo, Philip, you about done yet? But that's how we are. Now, can you imagine Jesus sends out the 12 and by, by I'm, I'm sure by the time they get to the end, the disciples are weary. Oh, let, 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 me, let me go and break this down. My church.
folk are weary. Sometimes because choir members get weary sometimes. The deacons get weary. People are getting weary because you are in serving mode and you've been serving everybody else. You wondering when your time gonna come. You wondering what you gonna get. You wondering how you gonna get fed. You wondering what's gonna happen to you. Here I'm serving, serving some Jesus. I'm serving. I got, I got to keep on serving. I don't know if there's gonna be enough, but I do see something happening here. Watch what happens. So then when they were filled, everybody was full. He said to the disciples, gather up the fragments that remain so nothing is lost. And therefore they gathered them up and filled what? Twelve baskets. Oh, somebody, y'all just missed that. <laughs> Bro, let me, let, let me hit a few people with this. Is it alright? Is it alright? Okay. While you were passing out, see, there's something about, about how God exponentially returns back to you what you give out. That's why, see, that's why we don't shake down folk for offerings. That's why we don't have multiple offerings. That's why we, that's why we don't trick people about giving. That's why we don't make up stuff about giving because God says whatever you give, he'll give back to you. Press down, shaking together and running over. That's why I don't have to have a carnival. That's why I don't have to have a bingo night. That's why I don't have to sell fish sticks and I don't have to sell chicken dinners. I, I know I just done messed up somebody's fundraising prank. I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I said fish sticks. here's what he's teaching he's saying that if you know your purpose and you're walking in divine order with God whatever you do God is gonna multiply it back to you God is gonna give you exponentially whatever you've done you can't beat God did and so here, the disciples, in my, 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 my sanctified mind, would imagine that, yes, they would have to be concerned, knowing that they only started with five loaves and two fish, knowing that, that Peter already messed up, or not Peter, but Philip had messed it up by not understanding the power that you have with Jesus. And so they had to have some doubt about what was going on and why it was happening. This is further explained in the passage after this. And what they're really saying is that, yes, you, can, you, you, you may be given out, but when it's all said and done, we're going to take up 12 back. You're going to have a basket for yourself. Everybody else got a meal, but you got a basket. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Everybody else got fish sandwiches. You got the fish basket. Large baskets. 
hush puppies. That's right. That's right. Look, they took up the fragments. But watch, watch what happens with this. And knowing, knowing you got to know your purpose in this. If the disciples had understood their purpose, they took what was left over and all, all made sure everybody had eaten. And he says, those men, <clears throat> when they had seen the signs that Jesus had, uh, did, said, this is truly the prophet who is to come into the world. When people see your anointing, They want to define your anointing. You help your neighbor. You know, you, you can't define my anointing. All of a sudden, they see the ability of what you can do and how you can do. But all of a sudden, now they want to work you for their purpose. Watch what he said. Jesus perceived that they were about to come and take him by force to make him a king. Wait a minute. I didn't come here to be king. I came here for salvation. I came for deliverance. I came to open up blinded eyes. I came to make the lame to walk. I came to make folk who are non-believers believers. I came to change a generation. I came to help people to understand who God is. I, came, I didn't come to be king. I, I came so that people might live. I came so that those who are on their way to hell might have a right to the tree of life. I came so that somebody could get a healing. I came so that somebody could be lifted back up, come up out of their depression, come up out of the things that are dragging them down. That's why I came. I'm clear. Jesus is saying I'm clear about my purpose. Just because you came and got a few loaves of bread, just because you got some fish and some minor miracles were performed, don't get it twisted about why I came. The Bible says that he went into the mountain by himself. Sometimes, you know, he says, you know what? I just need to leave these folk alone. It's, it's, don't you feel like that sometimes? I mean, when people recognize that you have favor and all of a sudden everybody want to draw off your favor, go ahead and win the lottery. I dare you and see how many folk call you. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Maybe I Maybe I shouldn't. Hmm. But, 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 but let me prove this out. Let me prove this out real quick. And I'm done. Because in the next few passages, Jesus walks on the water. All right. In other words, Jesus goes up into the mountain. He's alone. And tells the disciples, you go over on the other side. Just go. They get in the boat at night and they leave. And they're gone. They're, they're gone. Jesus is found walking on the water. He catches up to them in a storm and he walks on the water. But watch what happens here. I, I, I'm just, 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 just summing this up. He says, mm, the people 
found out that Jesus and the disciples were gone. So they got in boats and crossed over to the other side. Now, if you're trying to find me, I'm somewhere around verse 26. Verse 26 says this. Most assuredly, I say to you, you seek me not because you saw the signs, but because you ate the loaves and you were filled. Somebody got it all messed up about why you're going to follow Jesus. Somebody got it all twisted thinking that, see, see some, some of us, the church, are, are, are living from day to day with the crumbs that fall from the table. You ought to have, get a mindset at some point in time that says, I want the loaf. Oh yes, Lord, I, yeah, thank you for the crumbs that fall from the table. But God, I believe you are greater God than crumbs. God, I believe that you have more power than just for me to be settled and satisfied with crumbs. I want the whole loaf. The people followed him because they were filled. He says, he says don't, don't labor for stuff, for food that perishes, but what you ought to get is what's everlasting. If you're going to follow Jesus, understand your purpose, that you are divine and walking in divine order. If you're going to follow Jesus, understand that God has ordained your footsteps. If you're going to follow Jesus, know that yet yeah, the enemy will try to come and get you off track, but you are anointed of God. Somebody need to say, yes, you know what? I am anointed. I am blessed. I have favor. I am God's child. I am God's chosen. Yes, I know my purpose, and I'm clear about who I understand. I understand my purpose. I understand that God has what he has for me, is for me. Therefore, I am going to do the best that I can. I'm going to do the best in everything. I'm going to be the best at everything. Anything I touch, it will be mine. Anything, wherever I walk, I will claim. Anything that I do, it will be to the glory of God because I know my purpose. In the name of Jesus, the door of the church is open. Church is over.